0: Hey there, welcome to Bandit's Keep. I am Daniel, and this episode I'm going to basically play a whole bunch of old messages, uh, once again, sorry, uh, by Arlen Walker, uh, live from Pelham's Wasteland. Uh, Arlen was kind enough to call in with a whole bunch of suggestions of, uh, of cool systems, basically, to uh, to check out that had uh, similar, or that maybe he felt like had uh, similar type vibes to the chainmail thing that I'm looking at uh, Things systems that have parries or multiple attacks for fighters, systems that really make fighters kind of a little bit more robust. I couldn't figure out a good way to, like, jump in and respond in the middle (laughs) of it, so I'm just going to play it all straight through. Uh, But I'll say that it's not that long, and um, there's a lot of good systems in here. Uh, Some of them, uh, they look like they might be hard to get, uh, as he mentions. Uh, I did look around. I mean, most of them do not have a free version that I could find. Um, so I kind of looked at what people said about them, and uh, most of them seem to have really high um, high responses from people that play. You know, high they they say, oh yeah, you know, this is a great game. It's really good for this and that. It seems a, a little. They seem to uh, have one thing in common that they're a little bit crunchy. I think the reason why I like uh, the chainmail combat is is in fact that crunch, right? So um, I think he's right on there. I, I guess the 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 ideal system for me, from what I can at least in this moment, right, is something that has a bit of crunch in the combat when you want it, but that the open-ended, like, RPGing the part of it, the kind of exploration of the world, uh, you know, how exactly spells work, that stuff, is not so uh, set in stone, so to speak. I think that's the kind of stuff that I like, because I feel like combat's the only place, in my mind anyways, or at my table with most of the people that I play with, the combat's the only place where we really need rules. I mean, I feel like a lot of times you could get away with uh, being much, much simpler, as kind of been discussed a lot in uh, over at Nerds RPG Variety Cast and uh, the back-and-forths with uh, Arlen and uh, several other people, including myself, about Rule uh, Zero as it would be. If somehow you're listening to this and you have not <laughs> listened to that whole back-and-forth in Nerds, uh, Nerds RPG Variety Cast with Jason, go ahead and uh, check that out. Um, I would put links in the show notes, or I'll try to, but I am terrible at that. I've got to figure out how to work this Anchor thing better. I mean, I've been doing it for a year now. You think i have a better idea? But in any case, uh, let's uh, sit back, listen to these recommendations from Arlen. And Arlen, again, thank you for them. Um, I'm going to, uh, after he goes through the whole thing, I do have uh, one system that I think is similar uh, to some of these, and I'll I'll talk a little bit about it, and then we'll wrap up. And if you guys have played any of these systems and want to kind of uh, weigh in, or uh, if Arlen, if you have more stuff to say about them, uh, please call back in. I do appreciate all the calls. Oh, actually... um, one game that he will mention, I won't talk much about it because he's going to mention it, but uh, is Sword and Scoundrel, which I found on Drive-Thru RPG. There's a beta document. They do have a suggested price of $5, but it is pay what you want, so you could download it, which I just did, and I'm going to look through it, and if it seems like a game that uh, I'd want to play, or if I glean something from it, I will certainly go back and, uh, you know, invest the $5, because I mean, $5 for a game is pretty inexpensive, especially if you can pull something from it for your table
1: hey daniel my name is arlen walker i do the podcast live from pelham's wasteland and the youtube channel live from helms wasteland and i am uh, on my phone right now actually so i apologize if the audio isn't great but i wanted to call in and say i've really been enjoying your uh podcast and youtube channel i i think i discovered your youtube channel a little while ago and then your podcast uh uh more recently than that um, but I wanted to A, say hi, and then I wanted to also ask, because I have been listening from the start, um, you've been talking a fair bit about using um, Chainmail and od and together and some of the ways in which that works out, and I wanted to ask about a couple of different games that I thought, if you had not uh, looked at or seen or anything like that, that you might be interested in, and I'm about to run out of time. Sorry, I have a habit of sending long messages, or lots of messages, as the case may be on Anchor. Um, Anyway, what I was getting at is that there are a couple of games that I was thinking of that you might be interested in looking at. Uh, One of them is a personal favorite of mine, so there's a game called The Riddle of Steel, which is uh, kind of hard to get nowadays, although there are a couple uh, sort of retro clones of The Riddle of Steel. That are much easier to get a hold of. Um, Blade of the Iron Throne and Song of Swords and Sword and Scoundrel are all available on DriveThruRPG, and they all use a very similar um, core mechanic and, and resolution system, and particularly around combat, which is where the Riddle of Steel is really um, special, in my opinion. I mean, there's there's another really cool element of it that has to do with how characters advance and the way that they gain gain power and ability by furthering their beliefs and standing up for what they care about and all that sort of stuff that I think is really cool. But anyway, um, a little bit like Burning Wheel, Jake Norwood, who um, wrote The Riddle of Steel, actually wrote the introduction or one of the introductions to an edition of Burning Wheel, um, I think the Gold Revised Edition. Maybe just all the gold versions have Jacob Norwood's uh, introduction. Anyway, but another one I wanted to mention was called Codex Martialis, which is a supplement for 3rd and 3.5 and Pathfinder and all of the D20 era stuff that does something kind of similar to what you were talking about with Chainmail in that a character's base attack bonus becomes their number of actions in a round, basically, um, of martial actions. And those, uh, so it's, for instance, I think there's a limit, Uh, maybe there's a maximum number, or a certain point at which the rate falls off, but basically the idea being that fighters could have, you know, a fourth level fighter will have four attacks, or four parries available, or two attacks and two parries, and there's some other cool stuff in there, it changes the way that um, armor works. So the armor is based on damage reduction rather than the difficulty to be hit in general and all that sort of stuff. And then the last one I wanted to mention was something that does uh, takes a little bit of a different approach, but uh, Douglas Cole's Dragon Heresy is a really interesting hack of fifth edition D&D actually. It's only for the, the first five levels. So it's built around low level play um, but it does some really cool stuff based on his experience of translating GURPS combat into, into d d in a way that is fun and exciting and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so I thought that would be a fun thing. And then there was one more that I was thinking of that I can't remember now. I'm sure there's, there's uh, a thought, well... Um, One also that you may be interested in, I don't know if you know about James Spahn's uh, The Hero's Journey, especially second edition, first edition and second edition, both really great games, but um, I'm more familiar with second edition. In second edition, a uh, warrior, which is the sort of fighter class, gets a number of attacks, gets an additional number of attacks equal to their level to be used against uh, low hit point creatures. So for instance, if you are fighting like one boss goblin and four mini goblins and you're a fourth level warrior, you can make five, at- five attacks rather than only having to prioritize, you know, your one or two attacks against the big enemy versus the little guys it really makes warriors does a really good job of making warriors feel like the the damage dealers versus the other classes i think one of the big things that james spawn wanted to move away from was the sort of wizard as glass cannon um mmo sort of feel that can happen in versions of dd especially later versions of dd where you know the wizards got fireball and that's what they do is that the the fighters hold the line versus the wizard just cast fireball to obliterate everything and that's not what this feels like this feels like you know the wizard is there to solve puzzles and do kind of weird out there stuff but the fighter or the warrior is there to kill bad guys so anyway a really interesting um version of version of the osr that i thought and there I'm, sh- I'm sure there was one other game that i was thinking of that was actually more in line with the use actions to to parry and repost and all of that sort of stuff but i don't know if i think of it i'll call in but i might not in which case i'll just listen to more of your podcast and maybe other people have called in about these things um, since i'm sort of starting from near the beginning and um yeah, anyway, really enjoying your stuff, man, um, keep up the good work, you don't have to play all of these, if you, uh, I know there, I, I have a tendency to leave a lot of messages and take over people's podcasts and all that sort of stuff, so you don't have to play all of these in sequence, or you can just respond somewhere else or something like that, but anyway, um, yeah, keep up the good work, and I will talk to you soon. Daniel, Arlen again. Um, The last game that I was thinking of was Trudevang Chronicles by Riot Minds, which has a really interesting system where you have sort of a pool of points to spend on the 20 rolls for your character that you can um, divide up in interesting ways to um, make parries or... To make attacks or things like that and so for instance you might have like 24 points For two actions and so you can do like a 12 point attack and 12 point parry Which means trying to roll 12 or less on a d20 for both of those things like that It's a really interesting system pretty crunchy Um but might be worth looking into if you're interested In that sort of thing or if you already have true Van chronicles and you know about it then um that's cool, too.
0: Thanks again to uh, Arlen uh, from Live of Wavesland. That's uh, both a podcast and a YouTube channel, so you guys make sure you check that out if you haven't already. Um, so the game that, that I think is interesting that you didn't mention, because uh, I have waiting until the end to see if you mentioned it, because I actually hadn't listened to all of it, um, was Delving Deeper. I don't know if you've tried that or not. Um, so Delving Deeper is basically an OD&D hack, which makes sense, right? Since uh, uh, I'm talking about OD&D change, I think I'd, uh, I'd be leaning in that direction, but one thing they have in there that I've actually played with several people, and and I think I'm the only person that pointed this out because most people just kind of ignore it maybe, is that an option for, it may only be the fighters, it might be for anybody, is that instead of your attack bonus, you can instead take a number of attacks. So, so basically, if you are, let's say, a third level fighter, you can uh, attack once as a third level fighter, uh, you know, using the attack matrix or whatever, or... You can make three attacks, but all those will be at uh, the most low level. I don't know if it's zero or one or whatever. And monsters are the same. So if you have a monster and you want it to be like a heavy hitter, you could have the owl bear, let's say, that's five-hit die, just make one attack as a five-hit die monster, or it could make five attacks as a one-hit die monster. So it's kind of a cool way to, on the fly, uh, change things up, both from the player character's point of view and from the monster's point of view, which is where I really appreciated it. It gives that extra little... Uh, Flavor, right? So that you can have this owlbear like run into a room full of commoners that obviously it's going to be able to hit real easy. They don't have armor on or whatever. And you can basically have it, you know, you know, hit all five of them more likely, right? Even with the low level rolls. Or if it's facing off against a fighter, then you're only going to roll once, but with the big bonus. And there's more chance of it hitting, but it'll probably do less damage. So I think that that kind of balances out. And I think it's pretty cool. So if you haven't checked out Delving Deeper, uh, guys, I recommend you check that out as well. It's one of, if not my favorite, uh, OD&D clone uh, in the sense that it it kind of is very, very simple, and I like it. So, anyways, uh, I think I've finally caught up on all my calls, and uh, I'm going to uh, (laughs) put another episode soon, hopefully, talking about uh, other RPG stuff, so I appreciate everybody uh, listening and calling in. If you have anything you want to talk about, feel free to do that, Uh, give me a call here, or... uh, You can also check out my YouTube channel, and I'll talk to you soon.